My name is Brian Kinsey, and I'm the pastor of First Pentecostal Church in Pensacola. I'm delighted that you're listening to this message, and I hope it blesses your life. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, or if you're interested in a personal Bible study, you can call us at 850-477-1100, or send us an email at firstpent at firstpent.org. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's all stand. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now? Praise the Lord, everyone. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Glad to be in his presence? Did you get up this morning recognizing the blessings of God? Recognizing the goodness of our God? The opportunity we have to come together in this house to worship the Lord should not be taken for granted. But what a blessing it is to be with you to worship the one true living God. His name is Jesus. Can we one more time give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now? Hallelujah. Praise God. We are certainly thankful. Psalm chapter 95, if I can turn your attention to the scripture this morning, we're going to read a couple of verses while you are standing. Psalm 95 and verse 1. Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his. He made it. And his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Did you notice two words that repeated themselves in six verses? We may... We quickly read it, we may miss it. But six or five times, I should say, I try not to do math anymore in public, it gets embarrassing. But I count five times, no, I count one, two, three, four, five, five times. There may be another one I'm missing, but five times. The psalmist says, Let us. Brother Benton, do I have an us this morning? Do I have an us this morning? I'm not here by myself, Brother Terry, but let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us worship and bow down. And let us kneel before the Lord our maker. 
Now, church, today, I just want to preach to you for a few minutes on those two words. Let us. Let us today do what the psalmist said to do in Psalm 95. And I believe that Jesus will be lifted up. And I believe you can receive what you need in this service today. Would you put your Bibles down and let's just lift our voice unto the Lord. And let's just do that right now and give God thanks and bless his name for he is good and he's worthy. Lord, you're worthy of all praise. Together this morning, we bless your name. Together, Lord, we lift you up. Together, Lord, right now, we bless you. We lift you up, Lord. We exalt you in this place. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. He's worthy to be praised. Blessed be the name of the Lord today. You are worthy of it all, Jesus. And we come together to give you praise in this place. This is the place, Lord. This is the place we have gathered together to worship and to honor you. Let it be done with all all of our heart and all of our strength and all of our might. If you will do that one more time, give God praise and thanks for what he has done. He is great. Praise God. God bless you this morning. Let us sing. Let us make a joyful noise. Let us come before his presence. The psalmist is saying over and over again, let us. You know what that signifies to me? That signifies unity. If, you know, if you talk to certain people in this congregation, you can, you can talk to certain people about sports. You can talk to certain people about your job and your profession that you do day to day, and, and they can be engaged with you. Why? Because they, they, they have a similar uh, occupation, or they are very interested in what you do, or they like the same sports that you like, or, or the things that you have taken on as a hobby. They can, they can connect with you based upon those things things. Do you ever talk to anybody who, who's involved in a hobby or something that you just don't care about? What usually happens when they begin to talk all about that thing they love to do and you're just like, mm-hmm, uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, what's to eat around here today? What are y'all going to, y'all got any snacks or something around here? What, where's the food? Because while you're talking about what you're talking about, it doesn't interest me one bit. But if there's some food, I could at least be eating while you're talking. Uh-huh, be a little bit distracted. You know, you don't really connect with somebody because they're more interested in it than you. And that's not a bad thing. That, that happens to all of us. You just might not like the same thing somebody else likes. But oh my goodness, this morning, I came into a church... And if I sat next to you on that pew and we began to talk about Jesus, I would hope that that would be just as exciting for you as it is for me. Would you turn to your neighbor and say, can I talk about Jesus? 
because I think that's important. You know, isn't it amazing that we are here today, and if we talk Jesus, we are united in that, in that, in that joy of who he is, what he has done for us, and not only who he is and what he has done, but oh my, what he is about to do in this service and what he's about to do in our world. Let me tell you a little bit about Jesus. All that stuff that's written about the last day. Oh, let me tell you, it's going to happen right here, right now. We're seeing it come to pass every day. Isn't it exciting that what Jesus said is coming to pass exactly as it has been told? Psalmist said, oh, let us, let us connect in something that we could all connect to. And that is simply Jesus. We could connect to that thought. We could connect to him, his word. It signifies that we are united in that front. We're united in everything about Jesus. The psalmist didn't say, let some of us sing unto the Lord. Now, you have to tell people, you know, you can't just fold your arms in church. Now, it's okay if you're cold. We're not rebuking you for that because sometimes it does get cold out there. It never gets cold up here. But it gets cold out there, and I understand that. Depending upon where you sit, you might be right underneath that flow, not of the Holy Ghost, but of the AC. Maybe it's the Holy Ghost flow up here. It gets a little warm, but I I don't know. But I'm just saying that when we're in the presence of God, the, the psalmist said, He didn't say, let some of you sing. Let some of you make a joyful noise. Let let some of us come before his presence with thanksgiving or or just a select few or those who are super spiritual. Or let me put it a different way. Those of you that were perfect last week. Do I have any perfect people from last week? How many of you are starting this week saying, this is going to be the week, Lord? <laughs> you may have already. We, we might have to look forward to next week already, right? It's, it's 9.57, so I'm sure by 9.57 we'll probably uh, have realized that we're imperfect. And we're going to need more grace. We're going to need more mercy. We're going to need more of his forgiveness. We're going to need more of him. But when I come together with you this morning, I'm not coming together to talk to you about sports. And I'm not coming to talk to you about anything else. I might mention something here or there. But you know what? It's all about Jesus today. And I'm so thankful to know him. I don't know everything there is about him. But oh, what a joy it is to worship him. And what a joy it is to come together with you to worship him that I'm not stuck at home watching on a screen because I can't leave the house and that's all right that's okay because that happens but you know what how much of a blessing it is that we could come together would you clap your hands right now to the Lord God. So, such a blessing to have that. And I, I need to repeat that because I don't need any more trouble. I'm just going to repeat what I just said. It's okay if you're at home watching on a screen right now. Understand that. 
And, and that certainly, and that happens at times in our life. But you know what? I, I, there's something about being together. There's something about when we come together. There's a, there's a common purpose. There's a, there's a uniting that happens in the people of God. My praise, your praise, your worship, my worship, as we worship God together collectively. What a mighty demonstration of God's presence and power happens among us. Why? The psalmist said it's important that you and I sing. It's important that we make a joyful noise. It's important that we have some thanksgiving. It's important that we worship our God. Too many people today are silent. Too many people today have given up on their praise. And too many people today are so oppressed and depressed about what they have in life or don't have. Today's the day to sing, not tomorrow. Now, I need to tell you, look, don't hold off what you have today to give tomorrow. But I want to give today what I have because I may not have a tomorrow. But brother knows what I brought today. I want to give to Jesus because he's worthy. I don't want to hold it for some future time. But I say he's deserving of my praise today. He's deserving of our worship today. He's deserving of our praise, our thanksgiving today. I don't want to withhold. But I want to give him that, that praise. I, I want to have something to give. I want to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And, and I understand there are times in life where this is difficult. It's not an easy thing to do, especially as we get around the holidays and people deal with loss and have dealt with loss. And, and these things bring back to remembrance in your heart and mind of, of those that you have lost and such. And, and I understand that, but, but take a moment and think about how good God has been to you think about the God who put those special people into your life to begin with someone said sing make a joyful noise have something to give thanks for worship God that us is very important let us don't forget, church, it's important for you and I to sing. It's important to praise. It's important to worship God. It's important to have something to be thankful about. It's important for us to have a song. Now, I'm not going to sing because if I sing, I would scare you. But you know what? There are times when I like to sing, and my kids love when I sing. They tell me to stop. They tell me to quit. They've got a question in the middle of it. They won't let me get through the song because they don't like how I sing. But there are some times I just want to sing. And I want to give God my praise. Now, he understands he knows what talents he has given me. And he has not given me the talent of singing. So there's automatic grace there. Brother McHarris, that's automatic grace. He said, well, I, I didn't put it in his DNA to have any kind of real singing voice. But you know what? The voice, Brother Dennis, that I did give him, he's using it to give me praise. Lord, I'm just using what I have. And I'll use what I have to give him praise. You know, it's important for you and I to understand the writer of Hebrews said in 10 and 24... And 25, he said, let us consider one another 
Look to that person next to you and, and consider them for just a moment. Just a moment. Don't take too long now. But the Bible says, let us consider one another. I'm not telling you something unbiblical this morning. I told you something biblical. Consider one another. To provoke unto love. Now that's important. And to good works. He didn't say to provoke just to provoke. <laughs> Some people like to provoke just to provoke. Have you been guilty of that? Do you have children? Do you ever poke the bear? Do you ever stir them up and then set them free? Are you the grandparents that give them candy and sugar? Uh-huh. Give them everything they want and then send them home? And the parents have to tell them no and become the bad guy. The Bible says provoke that person. Consider that person. But that provoking is not something to, to pile on their depression and pile on their anxiety and pile on to their doubts and pile on to their, their hurts and pains. And, oh, yeah, you're right. You're, you're, you're right to be offended and you're right to, to have that attitude and you're right to keep your arms folded and never worship God. You're right not to sing. You're right not to praise God. No, he said, if you consider one another, why don't you encourage them along unto love? Why don't you encourage them along as, as somebody who's able to do good works? In other words, that person next to you, I believe, has the ability to encourage you to continue worshiping God, continue doing the good works that God has called you to do. I want to be that type of person that the Hebrew, the writer of Hebrews said to be. I want to provoke that person next to me unto love and good works. Well, let me ask you this question. How do you provoke somebody to love and good works? The best way to do it is that you demonstrate it. It's not all about you show me. No. How about I show you how to have that kind of love and good works? Why don't I demonstrate that? But it is very interesting. The very next verse, the Bible says, provoke one another unto good works and to love. And he also says, not forsaking huh I read that right I didn't give you all the verses but it is verse 25 he said not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together I think that's very important because when we come together that we can provoke one another let me use a different word we can and I believe it's within the range of meeting we can encourage one another you can encourage one another unto love and good works. He said, what we're doing today is important as we assemble together. He said, don't, don't forsake that assembling together. But, but rather, like some people are forsaking that. But he said, exhorting one another so much the more as you see that day approaching. He said, you know what? That Jesus is coming soon. This is back in, the, in Paul's day. Jesus is coming soon. He said he's coming very soon. And here we are in 2020. We're saying Jesus is coming soon. Very, 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 very soon. So you know what? It's good that we're together today. 
it's good that we're together today because I'm going to tell you just like the psalmist said let us make a joyful noise unto the Lord let us sing unto the Lord let us give thanks to our God let us worship and bow down let us bless his name together <laughs> provoking encouraging think of ways to motivate as one translation said Think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and to good works. You know, too many times in church, people's bitterness and their, their offenses that they have had in life color and taint everything they have to say and do. And they're not provoking you to do something good or something of love, but they're provoking you in a negative way. What good is that? What good is that? You know, people who are miserable want everybody to be miserable. Isn't that something? I learned early on in my marriage, my pity party. I'm telling on you this morning, man. My pity party is a short-lived party because I can't get anybody to join it with me. And you know what? You need to stop joining other people's pity party. What good is it? You're just going to feel miserable. Nothing good's going to come out of that. But if you begin to tell them, you know what? I understand you're hurt. And I understand they messed you up really bad. But you know what? Think about all the people you've messed up. Uh, we don't like that, do we? It's only one way. Usually people have always done me wrong. But I've never done anybody. Oh, no. I've never stepped on anybody's toes. Oh, yeah, probably so. Probably somewhere in life, somebody got in your way. But you know what? If you encourage them, if you provoke them unto love and good works, you're helping do what God has commanded us to do. And, and coming together, look, let's get out of this. Let's move on to a different phase now and let's forgive and let's, let's reach a point where we can give God thanks and give Him praise and bless His name. This will change your whole outlook. You know, there have been times in my life when things would hit me and emotionally they begin a downward spiral and then I would get distracted and forget about the thing that brought me down a downward spiral and then I would find myself trying to remember what was that thing that got me down. Is that not the craziest thing? I'm just telling you what's going on up here. That is a little scary. But I begin to tell myself when that happens now, hey, if you forgot it, let it go. Don't go looking for it again because it got you upset the first time. Just put that thing back in the past and just keep moving along. Because for whatever reason, God said, let me distract him right now and get his mind off of that thing. And you know what? Don't go trying to find it. It may pop back up again, but put it back under the blood of Jesus and say, Jesus, you've been nothing but good to me. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now? I believe that you and I together can provoke and encourage one another, motivate one another to what the psalmist is indicating in Psalm 95. 
In Psalm 122, the Bible says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. My take on that scripture has always been a little bit off to what really the meaning is is showing us here. But whoever it is that is on the receiving end is really not the person to be excited about or the person who's given us the command. It's the unknown who is saying, it's time to go to the house of God the Lord. I was glad when they. It's time to turn that psalm around in your mind and go, I tell you what, whoever they are, or whoever they were, they were saying, I'm not going to the house alone. I'm not going to the house of the Lord alone. But you know what? I'm going to take this person with me. I'm going to take that person with me. I'm going to take that person with me. I'm going to take that person with me. And you know what? The psalmist said, when they told me it's time to go to the house of the Lord, I was glad when they said unto me. I was glad. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Why, our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. What a great thing it is to be in the house of the Lord. The psalmist said, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let's make a joyful noise. Let us, let us, let us, let us, let us. You know, when we're down, has anybody ever been down? I know, I know, it's just me. I've been down once, twice, times, quite a bit. You know, you get that way. You got flesh, you're going to get down. It's all right to admit that. It's okay. It's like people who think they've never sinned. Yeah, you sinned. Yeah, you have. You may be a saint right now, but you've sinned. Yes, you have. And, you know, understand that. You have. You're not not as perfect as... You make everybody think you are, but you, you know, it's fine. It's good. But he said, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. But, you know, there are times when we come into the house of the Lord. And listen, all of us come to the house of the Lord, and we're not exactly where we need to be. No, there are some of those saints that are always on the cloud, right? They're always on that holy cloud, and they float into church, and everything's going good, and that little holy cloud kind of hovers over the pew for a while, and, you know, they, they are always on that, that holy presence of God. But there are some times I come into the house of the Lord. I've just dealt with eight hours of craziness at work. Certain little people are with me this morning. It tend to, sometimes it gets a little wild with four children. On the way to church. Oh, I got to open up service. Oh, Lord, give me a minute in the prayer room, please, Lord. You know, you, you, you realize... That life happens to all of us, but I'm not going to stay in that mindset. I'm not going to stay in that attitude. Why? Because I recognize, first of all, that God is good. and, And he knows what we're dealing with. 
but I'm going to put all of that stuff aside as I come into the house of the Lord. I'm going to get all of that to the side, and when I get into his presence, I'm not here alone, but I got a bunch of other people who are probably going through the same stuff that I'm going through, but they're choosing to clap their hands unto the Lord. They're choosing to lift their hands as well, Brother Mickey, unto the Lord and say, you know what? Yeah, I've had a little rough day too, but I'm still going to worship my Jesus. I've had a little rough week last week, but I'm still going to worship my God. You know, 2020 has been a little different, but I'm still going to worship the Lord. I'm going to still magnify his name. I'm going to lift him. Why? Because if someone said, let us, let us, let us, let us, let us together worship and magnify the Lord. Give the Lord praise right now. Clap your hands unto the Lord. You know, I'll say this right now. I am so thankful for what God has done for me. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my children. I'm thankful for the church. I'm thankful for, for, for all that God has done. I'm thankful for Pastor and Sister Kinsey. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful to be able to be in the church in this hour. I'm so thankful for what God has done. You know what? I've got an inheritance. Can I tell you about my inheritance? No, it's not about money. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's not my 401k. No, it's not about a pension. No, no, let me tell you about my inheritance. My God has been so good, he, He's got a place prepared. He's got a place prepared for us, church. Isn't that something to be thankful for? That Listen, I was at a funeral, a memorial service yesterday, and, and you know, the people. You know, when you live for God, this isn't all there is. This is not all there is. But I want to be able to live a life that when it's time to be said, first of all, I want to be raptured, God. That's just, you know, everybody else who's ever been born, you know, It goes away to the grave, you know, except for those that God has taken, miraculously removed. But how about, I want to be of that number that gets raptured up. I want to be, I want to find out what it's like that gravity loses its hold in a good way. Notice, notice I said a good way, not, not this, no, good way. Up. <laughs> All right? Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? But you know what? I I want it to be said that I lived for God. I don't want them to make stuff up at my funeral. I, I don't want them to have to figure out, oh, my goodness, was he living for God? Did, did he? What? No, I, I want it to be said. I want to have a good report. And really what that means is a good reputation. The, the, the men and women of old, they had a good reputation. That's why it was told they were the, the heroes of faith, that they walked by faith and all the things that they did. I want to have that good reputation. And this isn't all there is, church. We've got an inheritance. He has already, listen, you look at all of what God has done. 
what he is doing, but he's also got things that are beyond our sight. And to thank him for that right here, right now, we serve a great God. And when we come together, let's be armed with praise and with thanksgiving to bless God and to thank God. You know, some people find it hard to give thanks. Because they're upset about something or their mindset is just not right. But really, if you just take a moment, you realize, oh my goodness, I have so much to be thankful for. So much to be thankful for today in this place. Is everything perfect? No, but I've got a lot to be thankful for. The psalmist said, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night upon an instrument of ten strings, upon the psaltery, upon the harp with the solemn sound. Why, for thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. Lord, you have made me glad through thy work. Has his work made you glad? The only way it makes you glad, God doesn't force that on us. But it's you and I recognizing his work in us. His work. Listen, you are not who you were when you first received the Holy Ghost. How many of you thankful for that? We've grown since that time. And how many of you can say, oh my goodness. I needed a lot of grace and mercy. God, thank the Lord for not only for his grace and mercy, but elders in the church who helped me along the way. But there is a warning. Jesus said, the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. The Father seeketh such to worship him. I want to be what Jesus is seeking. Your worship is what he is seeking. Not lip service. Not going through the motions. But a heart of thanks. A heart of love. A heart that says, Jesus, without you, I am nothing. Without you, Lord, this life is meaningless. Without you, Lord, there's nothing good in and of myself that I can be proud of and boast of and, and be thankful for. But, Lord, when I think about you, when I think about how good you've been to me, I've got nothing else to say, but I want to worship you. Now, there is a warning we find in Scripture. The Bible says, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice. It's a condition. It's a stipulation. He is our God. We are his people. But you've got to be able to hear his voice. The noise of this hour is so great. Our attention 
at, at, at times we are so distracted. But the Bible says if you can hear his voice, he is calling, he is speaking, he is reaching out. I don't believe that God has gone quiet on us, but I believe as Revelation says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. Let him hear what God is saying. Not tomorrow, but he's saying let him hear now, today. Don't put off that call. Don't put off what God is doing in your life. Don't put off the word that convicts your heart today for some future point in time. Because if you put him off today, you do not have a promise. That it will be fulfilled tomorrow or some other future point in time. If you disregard his voice today, we can call on him and think, hey, I'll just wait for some other time. No, I need to respond to his voice today. Revelation 3 and 20, behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man hear my voice and open the door, you got to hear my voice. There's nothing happening as I'm knocking until you hear You've got to hear the knock. Uh, you've got to hear the voice. Uh, and you've got to open the door. Make no mistake about it. Our God is knocking. Our God is speaking. But you've got you've to open the door. He said, I stand at the door and knock. But if you open that door, oh, what did he say? He said, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. And then listen to this, to him that overcometh. How am I going to overcome? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear that knock. I'm going to open that door. I'm going to hear his voice. I'm going to sup with him. And listen, Jesus said, if I'm able to overcome, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying unto the churches. It's time today that we open that door. It's time today that we respond to that voice. It's time today that we respond to that knock. It's time today to respond to what God is trying to do within you and within the church as a whole. It's not time to say it's for tomorrow, but the time is now. Let us respond. Let us respond unto the Lord with all of our hearts. Can you clap your hands one more time unto the Lord? Don't harden your heart as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness when your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my work. The psalmist said, and also the writer of Hebrews is referencing this as well. He said, wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily. Exhort one another daily. Because there may be that person that needs to hear your exhortation, hear your encouragement, 
hear your motivation or trying to motivate them to good works and to love. He said, listen, make sure every day. He said, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Happy is the man, the writer Proverbs said, as you stand with me this morning. Happy is the man that feareth always. Feareth what? Feareth to do wrong, to sin, to transgress. But he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief. Don't let your heart be hardened. Encourage not only your own self in the Lord, but encourage somebody else. Take this psalm to heart. I've got more, more to give, but not enough time. But take this psalm to heart. Let us rejoice. Let us sing. Let us give thanks. Let us bow down. Let us worship our God. Today, church, there is victory to be won. There is strength to be had. There's healing. There's encouragement. There is hope. And there, is many, there are many, many reasons to give thanks. Would you lift your hands to the Lord this morning all over this place? Oh, God, we thank you today. There are many things, Lord, that we can, that we can feel depressed about. There are many things, Lord, we can be anxious over. There are many things, Lord, that if we meditated on, we would be without hope. But, Lord, we choose today. We choose to give you praise. We choose to give you thanks. We choose to lift up your name. We choose, Lord, to worship. We choose to bless you, oh God. We choose, Lord, to rejoice. We choose, Lord Jesus, to give you praise, to give you all of our hearts in worship right now. We choose today in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray your touch, your blessings, your strength upon your people right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let it be done. Let it be done in the name of the Lord. They're going to sing this morning, and I'm just going to open this up for a time of worship before we go. I think we've got a few more minutes, and let's just take a moment in the presence of the Lord and give the Lord some thanksgiving and some praise right now. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's it. Can you lift your hands and give him that praise this morning and give him that worship? Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Let us. Let us. We hope you enjoyed this message. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We can be found at firstpent.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-E-N-T dot org. If you're ever in Pensacola, Florida, we hope you visit us. Be blessed in Jesus' name.